Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today, for Song of the Soul, we'll be speaking with Andy Murray. If you're a regular listener of my Spirit in Action program, you'll undoubtedly have heard one or more of his songs, which often seem perfectly apropos of the peace and justice guests I have there. Andy Murray was himself a guest for my Spirit in Action program recently when he shared about his work as a teacher of peace and conflict studies at Juniata College in Pennsylvania with a singer-songwriter sideline that has spanned three-plus decades, Andy has created a lot of wonderful music, much of it originating with his lifelong faith as a member of the Church of the Brethren, one of the historic peace churches alongside the Mennonites and Quakers. Together with his wife, Terry, Andy shares deeply spiritual music with messages to enrich and heal the world. Andy Murray joins us today by phone from Pennsylvania. Andy, I'm glad I could have you back this time for Song of the Soul. What a pleasure. Thank you for having me back. I enjoyed our last talk, and I'm looking forward to this one. There's one thing that I still had the question about when I had you on for Spirit in Action, and that is your music. Can they be purchased anywhere? Unfortunately, there's only one CD available right now. Everything else is out of stock. <laughs> I haven't really decided whether to try to reissue things or uh, quite how to do that, but the album called River Still Running, which was 
put together for the 300th anniversary of the Church of the Brethren is available from Brethren Press in Elgin, Illinois. So if one would just search for Brethren Press, that's pretty easy to find. Otherwise, I'm sorry to say, I don't have any of the music still available for sale. Well, I think you should get to work on that. Now that you're on the retirement track from the college there, that should give you the time to get all your recordings in order so that we can disseminate them across the world, right? Well, I would love to do that. And they're pretty much in order. I guess it's just a matter of I need to take some of the old vinyl and put that in digital form and then find a good way to sell it. There are a number of ways to do that on the Internet, but I'm just not quite sophisticated enough with those things yet to get it done. Well, let's get into your Song of the Soul. First of all, your music has been very influential, rich for me, ever since the early mid-80s when I first came in contact with it. Goodbye Still Night was the first one that I encountered. You've been making music since you were a little boy, guitar, other things. What are your musical tools? I play guitar. Over the years I've done a little bit with other stringed instruments, with a banjo, play a little harmonica. But mostly guitar, that's been my main instrument, and I started playing, yes, when I was a boy. I first, my father had a ukulele, and I picked that up and learned some chords, and when I touched my first guitar, it was kind of a magical thing, kind of a, a beautiful sounding instrument. So when I was still in grade school, I learned to play guitar. I grew up in the South, in Virginia spent a lot of time with my classmates who played guitar sitting on the front porch or down by the creek just picking out uh, wildwood flower and uh, old country songs. You were raised and still are Church of the Brethren. Is there any musical limitation? I mean, were you not supposed to do hard rock? If you had decided to go into Pink Floyd's music, would that have been a problem? Was this a sub-selection, or was it mainly hymns that you were starting off with? I actually started learning to play, listening to Chet Atkins' records. I liked rock. Listened, of course, as a boy to Elvis Presley and then as an older youth to the Beatles. And no, there were no real restrictions in terms of my uh, church heritage. My parents were not enthusiastic at all about the Beatles or about rock and roll, but they never said, you shouldn't listen to this or you shouldn't try to play that. It was always a great deal of freedom to listen to and to play whatever I like. I was mostly interested in the music that guitar players made. So I listened a lot to Chet Atkins, and I listened a lot to Andrew Segovia. I had a kind of a country classical thing going on there. And it's kind of interesting. The guitar I used mostly to write on and to do concerts with is called a country classic. So it's a sort of an electrified classical guitar. And so was music part of the family culture? I imagine you might have been in the church choir or something like that, but your parents, aunts, uncles, all this, was music part of your family gatherings? Very much so. My mother's family especially was very musical. My grandmother, Garst, taught piano lessons until she was nearly 100 years old. My mother was a church organist, and I sang 
with my father in the church choir. We sat next to each other and sang bass. So yes, music was always a very important part of our family life. So did you come from a big family, a family gathering? How many people was this? All the cousins and aunts, uncles, all that? How big was it? My mother's family was the larger family. Uh, it was the, the Garst family. And yes, our family reunions would be between 50 and 70 people. My mother had five sisters and two brothers, and they all had children, so there was a slew of cousins. On my father's side, my father had two brothers and a sister. My father's brother married my mother's sister, uh, one of my mother's sisters, and we all lived together on a farm, so there were a group of double first cousins, we said, in the South, running around. And so, yes, we had a, a large and, and, I think, a very happy family. And did you have any particular favorites in the family? I don't know that I would say favorites, but we grew up next to my Uncle Kent and my Aunt Sally. Sally was one of my mother's younger sisters. I know you have a song, Sally's Song. That's for that Sally, is it? Yes, it is. It was written on the occasion of her funeral. My aunt died much too young, died after a long and very painful battle with cancer. The family funeral, it was a very healing kind of occasion. It was typical Southern funeral. My aunt was buried in a family cemetery in the middle of a cow pasture up on the side of a mountain. A lot of food, a lot of visiting. It was kind of a very sad and poignant time, but also a time that had a certain amount of joy in terms of just knowing that there's a child born, and one person goes on, and another one takes their place. That sounds more like a blood, sweat, and tears song than one of yours. I think that I had a little blood, sweat, and tears influence going there, maybe. So would you care to share Sally's song as part of your Song of the Soul? Sure, I would love to. Sally's song, and it's by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Andy Murray. Morning's been born in the Shenandoah Valley The family is gathered and still And the black Angus cattle The black Fleetwood Cadillac Are sharing the same wind hill and the preacher looks up to the mountain With his voice gently laid on the soft blue ridge air And nobody's scared when it comes time for leaving It's really not lonesome up there And daddy passed the gravy Uncle kissed the baby, let's all bow our heads and we'll pray And we'll laugh some for living, and cry some for loving We buried Aunt Sally today And Bobby the neighbor boy showed up from nowhere He hadn't been seen since a kid well, he came just to visit and tell us once more He remembers what Aunt Sally did 
Oh Sally, please come. My old man's got a gun, and he's drunk, and he's swearing he'll kill. Well, she came right away, took the gun right away, and I know that she's why I'm here still. And Daddy passed the gravy. Uncle kissed the baby. Let's all bow our heads and we'll pray. Laugh some for living, cry some for loving. We're buried in Sally today. Now the Shenandoah Valley's been blessed with the evening. Family drifts into the night, and we know it's all wrong, but we can't help believing somehow everything is all right. And there's handshakes and hugs. God bless. Take care. Here's a smile. Here's a kiss. Here's a tear. Well, it's come time for leaving. Come time for grieving, but we won't always be lonesome here. And Daddy passed the gravy, Uncle kissed the baby. We'll all bow our heads and we'll pray, and we'll laugh some for living and cry some for loving. We buried it, Sally, today. Yes, we'll laugh some for living and cry some for loving. That was Sally's song. I'm guessing, Andy, that you included that in part because family is so important in your spiritual journey. Yes, I think that family uh, sort of helps me to anchor myself in the same way that religion does. And in some ways, they're kind of inseparable. When you grow up in the Church of the Brethren, that's a little bit of a religious experience and a little bit of an ethnic experience. The uh, Church of the Brethren is very small. It began as a rural group of people, and those family ties have always been important and notable. I know relatively little about the Church of the Brethren. I know, of course, that they're a peace church, the same way that Quakers are a historic peace church. But where do they come from? Is it one of those that came over from Germany, or where did they originate? Are they mainly concentrated in certain places? What is their history? Yes, they come from Germany. Brethren came out of a kind of influences from both the Mennonites and from Lutheran pietism. So the early brethren were Lutheran pietists who were heavily influenced by Menno Simons and his followers. The group came into being in the early 18th century, around uh, 1708. They were heavily persecuted because they believed in adult baptism and because of their peace position and ended up primarily in Pennsylvania and then migrated from Pennsylvania south through the Shenandoah Valley. So there are a lot of brethren down the Shenandoah Valley and west on uh, sort of the, the railroad line. If you look at the railroad from New York to 
California, you'll find the brethren sort of settled all along that route. My wife grew up in the Amana colonies of Iowa, which is uh, its own little sect that came over from Germany, originated, I guess, kind of close in time to the Church of the Brethren. When you speak of this peace witness, that dates back to the times in Germany. I'm just wondering if all of the pacifists were driven out of Germany in the 1700s, and that's how the future generations became more and more militaristic. There still is, I believe, a very strong peace witness within the Church of the Brethren? Yes, there is, and I don't know. It's a, certainly, pacifists have had a hard time. For some reason, the world believes that pacifists are extremely dangerous people, uh, which always seemed to be filled with a little irony to me. Yes, the Brethren, uh, the Mennonite, the Amish, all were pretty heavily persecuted in Europe and tended to find a home with the Quakers in Pennsylvania. I mean, the reason they came to Pennsylvania was because William Penn made a safe haven for them. And there's an interesting story about the Brethren from the early colonial days in Pennsylvania when a magistrate asked one of his aides to help him understand the plain people. And the magistrate said, well, the Quakers will not only exercise power, but they will seek it, they will run for office, and they will try to exercise power. Mennonites will refuse office, even if offered it, and they won't vote. Brethren will vote, they rarely run for office, and when they vote, they will only vote for a Quaker. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, it, it is a, a great association and great people working together. But let's continue with more of this wonderful music you've produced over the years. How many CDs do you, how many recordings? I, I guess it was LPs at the time when you started out. How many total did you produce? Yes, we started with vinyl back in 1972. At least you didn't start out with 78s. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're in the modern long play, 33 and a third era. And we did three records for the church and then two more for various organizations, one for Heifer Project International, one for a children's curriculum that came out of California. Then I've self-produced three more albums. So that adds up to seven or eight. <laughs> I need to get more copies of these. So what music would you like to include next in your Song of the Soul, Andy? I'd like to do one person at a time. It's a song that we wrote for Heifer Project International. We had done a song called Cowboy Dan. It was a children's uh, song. And they wanted me to do a full album, a kind of promotional album for Heifer Project. And we wrote One Person at a Time as kind of a title song for that album. You know, nowhere in that song, and it's one of my favorites over the years, is there actually mention of feeding people. It's, it's about making a difference in the world. So when I was putting together a musical, you know, this is 10 years ago or something, I chose this song as one of the songs that I included in there. 
because it does speak so wonderfully to how people can take their own power and get things started in the world. I mean, you know, one and one is two, and the numbers add up, and pretty soon we're changing the world. So anyway, I just want you to know that you are enshrined in a very temporary and fleeting musical at a Quaker gathering, and that it's been a wonderful song for me. So shall we listen to it now, or did you want to say some more about it first? No, let's take a listen. One person at a time, Andy Murray. Oh, the world's so big and I'm so small It hardly seems I matter at all Sometimes I think I'd like to do something to help out with all the problems of the world But whenever I sit down and think it through I always wonder, what can one person do? I wrote that myself well, what can one person do is a very good question If you don't do nothing at all You can spend your time saving every little dime Or just curled up by the wall But if you think back some over all has been done And you wonder who did it and where it came from Figure it out Without a doubt, one person at a time did it all One person at a time, it sure works fine Just roll up your sleeve, sign on the dotted line Whatever gets done is done by one One person at a time does it all, yeah One person at a time does it all Well, what can a one person do? It's a very good question if you don't do nothing at all you can stay in bed, pull the covers overhead And wait for the sky to fall But if each one would just do what they could Working one at a time, we could do a lot of good Figure it out, without a doubt One person at a time does it all One person at a time, it sure works fine Pick up your load and get in line Whatever gets done is done by one One person at a time, they do it all, yeah One person at a time does it all Well, what can one person do? Is a very good question If you don't do nothing at all You can soak in the tub or join a social club Or just go shopping at the mall But if each one would work side by side With another one the work gets multiplied Figure it out without a doubt One person at a time does it all One person at a time it sure works fine No use to wait for a better time Whatever gets done is done by one One person at a time does it all, yeah One person at a time does it all Listen children, one person at a time Everybody working, one person at a time oh, We can all do it, one person at a time They do it all great song, One Person at a Time, Andy Murray. I think it's probably unfair. I do tend to say Andy Murray, but without Terry, uh, you're just a guitar. <laughs> That's exactly right. Terry arranges and helps uh, put together the ideas, the sort of the musical ideas for the songs. And that was Terry playing dulcimer on that particular arrangement of One Person at a Time. 
What does Terry do professionally? Terry has followed me into retirement. So she is professionally retired, but she's been a musician, a, a professional musician all of her life. She taught organ and piano at Juniata College for about 20 years and has served probably seven or eight churches from uh, nearly as many denominations around the country as organist, pianist, choir director, and minister of music. Well, you're lucky to have her. That song, One Person at a Time, you've got a wonderful wry sense of humor that you apply there. Amongst other things, you know, go shopping at the mall, all, all and <laughs> I, I really enjoy your levity. And I think it's rather a southern levity. I mean, I don't know if you can tell the difference between northern and southern humor. Uh, probably so. I mean, it could uh, sort of a country sensibility about things, maybe. So you did that for Heifer Project. What has been your connection with Heifer Project in general? I guess Cowboy Dan was, I guess, founder of that. He was Church of the Brethren? Yes, he was. And the Church of the Brethren really sort of put Heifer Project on its feet. The first farmers who went to Spain with shiploads of heifers were almost all brethren. I'm sure there were a few Quakers and Mennonites interspersed among them, however. Just a good group of people to travel with, I think. And speaking of traveling with someone, how about your next song? Well, we're going to do a couple of songs that were written for theme songs. Terry and I sort of got into doing music partly for conferences and doing theme songs for conferences. And so the next two songs we're going to do, uh, Travelers and Goodbye Still Night, were written for conferences. This first one, Travelers, was for a Church of the Brethren annual conference in the mid-80s. The conference theme was from the sixth chapter of Micah, Do Justice, Love Tenderly, Walk Humbly with Your God. Each of us is a traveler and there's lots of free advice on how to make Earth's journey and how to find paradise. We can search for ancient secrets or ride on fashion's whim. But the Hebrew prophet's simple words will live past all of them. Keep your eye on freedom, put your hand to charity. Be strong enough to be gentle on the road. Do justice all the way, love Your eyes. 
crystal temple sacrificed the fattest cat. Sermon nights for God and country, sort the weed out from the chat. Know the pleasure of the Lord comes not in trying just to please. And brimful horns and atomic arms won't set our minds at ease. Travelers. It's from Andy and Terry Murray's recording, Next Stop. My name is Mark Helpsmeet. I'm your host for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. Though there are a number of stations carrying our programs coast to coast, my home radio station is WHYS LP Eau Claire. And you can also find us on iTunes and other places on the web. Unfortunately, again, Andy, Next Stop is not available at all. If people wanted to get that recording, what recourse could they have? They, I, I don't know. Right now, there is no way to get it. But I, I am gonna, I'm going to work on that. I hope so. It is a great one. You are an ordained minister. I don't know exactly what the procedure is in Church of the Brethren, but I guess you went to a seminary. Does that mean that when you preach, typically the Bible is right there and you have an excellent command of the Bible, I think? I have been to seminary. I am ordained and have a total of six years in seminary. <laughs> but I still wouldn't classify myself as having an excellent command of the of the Bible. That's a, a little over overly complimentary to me. But yes, when I preach, I do try to do that from Scripture. So this conference that Travelers was prepared for, it was a Brethren conference or some other kind of conference? It was a Church of the Brethren annual conference. The Brethren meet once a year to discuss issues that are important to the Church, and our annual conference is the final authority for the Church. It's sort of our, it's sort of our Pope. So it's an important gathering. Usually between three and 7,000 people gathers in a city someplace in the U.S., and uh, those those were always important times for our family. Our children loved to go and, and meet people that they knew from around the country. So how big is the Church of the Brethren in the U.S., or maybe internationally? I suppose you've spread that way, too. 
We have spread internationally, although the churches that we've established through missions, we've encouraged to become nationalized. So they've, they've sort of been spun off. And there are probably as many or more brethren in India and Nigeria than in the U.S., but they're now members of the Nigerian Church or the Church of North India. In the U.S., there are about 100,000 brethren. The experience we've had with Quakers is the evangelical Quakers who, do, who have gone overseas and who have planted churches, meetings over there in other countries, that generally they don't have quite the same flavor as what we have here. So if you went to a Nigerian Church of the Brethren Church, how different do you think the experience would be from what you experience here in the U.S.? Well, it would feel very different culturally. They would be singing Nigerian songs with Nigerian rhythms, but the preaching and the theology would be remarkably similar to what we would find in many of our congregations here. You mentioned that you and Terry made songs for several conferences, the kind of theme songs for the conferences. Is that because you're the preeminent brethren musicians, or are the other people competing for the title? Well, I think there perhaps there was a time, certainly not now, but there was a time when for especially for national youth conferences and for annual conferences, we were not the preeminent musicians, but we were kind of the brethren troubadours. You mentioned that the next song that you chose, Goodbye Still Night, is also from a conference. And so how did this come about? What was the conference theme that you prepared, Goodbye Still Night? This was a youth conference, and this was uh, for 3,500 youth who were meeting in um, Colorado, in uh, sort of a campground high in the Colorado mountains. The theme for this particular conference was Out of the Mountain, Power to Fly. It's kind of a poetic theme, one that was uh, a bit difficult to capture musically, <laughs> but uh, it was also a fun theme to work with. And this particular song was done for a conference in 1978, but I think it's been sung at every uh, National Youth Conference since that time. So it has real staying power, too. The song is Goodbye Still Night by Andy and Terry Murray. sun come up from the mountain Standing straight up to life Looking it in the eye Stretching our arms out Shaking hands with the sky Filling up our cup At the crystal fountain If you feel a little bit lost If you feel just a little bit scared And it seems like there's just too many people Living their life like nobody cared 
Just like Abraham and Isaac Just like Noah after the rain Let's go to the mountain There you'll find The lamb is ready And the rainbow's shining Power to live Courage to flock by still night Watching the sun come up from the mountain Standing straight up to life, looking it in the eyes Stretching arms out, shaking hands with the sky Filling up our cup at the crystal fountain We might be lost in the wilderness With things not going just like we planned And our spirits tied down, flat to the ground In a way that we might not understand Just like Moses on Mount Sinai Forty days and forty nights Let's go to the mountain There you'll see the word coming down That will give us freedom Power to live Courage to flag by still night Watching the sun come up from the mountain Standing straight up to life Looking it in the eyes Stretching arms out Shaking hands with the sky Filling up our cup At the crystal fountain Blessed are the poor in spirit And those who mourn in their restlessness And blessed are the meek And those who seek And hunger and thirst after righteousness Happy are the merciful The pure in heart Those who make peace over this land Let's go to the mountain There you'll learn The light of the world Just keeps on burning Power to live Courage to flag by still night We're watching the sun come up from the mountain Standing straight up to life Looking it in the eyes Stretching arms out Shaking hands with the sky Filling up our cup At the crystal fountain Filling up our cup At the crystal fountain one of Andy and Terry Murray's wonderful songs. This one, fortunately, was released on CD, although I guess the Keep On Passing On CD is not available yet. At least you must have a master somewhere, so if you decide to do a run of that, the CD's all prepared. (laughs) Right, Andy? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yes, we do have that mastered, and we probably will try to reissue that or maybe take a group of songs and put them on another CD. Now, I've been waiting close to 30 years to ask you this. The goodbye still night, where does that phrase come from, or what does it specifically evoke for you? Well, it evokes uh, sort of perhaps coming out of a time of pain or depression or, you know, struggle. It sort of evokes whatever a person thinks of as a difficult period and sort of emerging into a time of hope and optimism. 
Now, I happen to have the LP, the Goodbye Still Night LP, that this was originally released on. One of the songs on there, what's it called, the, the, the blues, uh, uh, trying to decide what your vocation is. And it talks about, you know, maybe I could have been a rock singer or a long-haul truck driver or, or whatever. Did you end up going through major issues and trying to decide whether you were called really to live as a pastor or perhaps transition into the peace studies, which is, of course, what you've been doing for some decades? No, not, no real struggle, although I think everyone who has served uh, as a pastor has had moments when they sort of fantasized that they could have done something else. So it was, that was more kind of a lighthearted way of uh, saying, you know, you men and women out there who serve churches, I know what you're going through. <laughs> and so it was, a, it was more kind of a, a look at uh, how when you're struggling with the nitty-gritty things of being a pastor, that one often thinks, you know, maybe I could have done something else. So have you had the moments of sadness that, you know, you and Terry didn't convert this into full-time, you know, touring one-third of the year kind of thing? Not at all. Uh, Never did want to do that, and I'm very glad that we didn't. Then what has been the motivation for the music you've made? I know that at times you've let it take very much of a back seat to your teaching, your work with peace studies. I began writing songs because I wanted to do uh, alternate hero models for young people. I wanted to tell stories of people who had done heroic things nonviolently. So I began doing music as a way of telling stories that I I thought needed a popular vehicle to carry them. And beyond that, it's always just been kind of fun and a very enjoyable avocation. Is it the kind of thing that you've been able to take into the classroom, too, at Juniata College? Not really. I think once or twice I've done a song for my students in the classroom, but most of them wouldn't even know that I'm a musician. That's probably because you haven't mastered rap or hip-hop or some of the other varieties that maybe would convey better these days. I don't know at Juniata if that's what you're likely to hear when you go around campus. You're right. I don't do rap, although I I have a song that I wrote back in the early 80s, long before anyone had heard of hip-hop. And I sort of uh, like to think that if Brethren could do rap, that this is uh, sort of what it would sound like. It's, it's kind of a long poem about uh, struggling with this tension between left and right and how the culture wars that have been manufactured over the social gospel versus the more conservative way of understanding the church, how that creates questions and and issues. And I wrote the song, it's it's a little dated now because I mentioned uh, Firing Line, which was uh, William Buckley's old program and, and perhaps a forerunner for people like Rush Limbaugh, although I certainly would not 
put William Buckley, who in, in ways I admire in the same category that I would put Limbaugh. But it's that sort of idea of, of people struggling with how their faith will lead them, whether it will lead them into a kind of reactionary place or lead them to involvement with the world. You called it, I learned it in Sunday school, I assume you did Sunday school all growing up. This is a fond memory for you? I did do Sunday school growing up. I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't call it necessarily a fond memory. It was just something that everybody did. And I'm sure that I probably lifted the title from the well-known book called Everything I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. I think, I believe maybe, that book had come out about the time I did the song, so I'm, I, I, I'm guessing that I lifted that title from the, the person who did that book. Or maybe he lifted it from you. The song is, I Learned It in Sunday School, Andy and Terry Murray. When I was one day past 19 in love and dream, and seldom seen without a song, Working too long, there came to me a successful person And with no arm twisting and no soliciting And quick and nice with the free advice He said, son, you wanna get it right Then you got to fight, you got to get in line For the glory and might Cause the world belongs to the ready and tough And whatever you get won't be enough And somebody somewhere, somehow, someday Is waiting around to take it all away So get yourself ready Yes, I said, I guess, he said, you guess, I said, yes, I don't believe all that. I said, what you get is what you seek, and the world belongs to the gentle and meek. And if somebody tries to take what you got, if you got a lot, well, you better take stock and watch your greed if they're in need. Because somehow, somewhere, sometime, someday, the high and the low will be called to their knees and asked to account for the least of these. He said, son... You've been hypnotized, socialized, and communized, and furthermore, duped. Where did you learn such things? On a whirlwind tour, some satellite country, or a non-credit course at a liberal arts college, or reading in New York magazines? I said, no. I learned it in Sunday school. I learned it when I learned the golden rule. I learned it in the Christmas show play in the bathrobe shepherd's park. I learned singing bass in the church's choir on How Great Thou Art. I learned it in Sunday school. Everybody sometime got the big odds fool. Red, yellow, black, mixed up all white. All children are precious in God's sight. And I learned that in Sunday school. A voice behind said, right on, brother, right is wrong. And the rich will suffer. They've had their day. They'll have to pay. Well, the lot is cast. The curtains rent. They've wrecked our past. Our future's spent. Let's get on down to the establishment. It's more than clear that the final solution is to have ourselves a little revolution. Wham, wham, bimity, bam. Get down with the system and down with the man and down with the market and down with the bomb and down with the people in the Pentagon. We'll organize. Catch the lies and sanitize this awful mess I said, I guess, I said, you guess I said, yes, I don't believe all that I really don't think it's wise To divide the world into good and bad guys Cause sooner or later the same old lies Will be used to find the traitors and spies Wherever you want to look And there's real mean people 
people in this old world And some come out when the flag's unfurled Some come out when you pray for peace And in the boardroom and in the streets There's kind and decent folk You said, what a joke You've been computerized and economized And analyzed and sold out Too much time watching Firing Line Or listening to the president Or reading the Sunday supplement I said, no I learned it in Sunday school I learned it when I learned the golden rule I learned it in the Christmas show Playing the paper ground wise man's part I learned it singing bass in the church's choir On How Great Thou Art I learned it in Sunday school Everybody sometime got the big God's food Laissez-faire left wing or right All children are precious in God's sight And I learned that in Sunday school Just the other day or the day before While thinking and walking down by the shore A friend of mine just happened along And I said, listen, and I sang him a song He listened along and he listened hard And when I was done with due regard He said, right, right, they're all wrong from left to right And we poor mortals will never know Just where to stop or which way to go So why bother? Let's stay back, lay back, get on a sidetrack Under max, quite relaxed, don't let ourselves get overtaxed Mellow out, relieve the stress I said, I guess, he said, you guess I said, yes, I don't believe all that I said, we don't know what's wrong or right But we can each have a piece of the light And we can each do the best that we can To live the life of the Galilee man What we're doing might not work out But we got to keep Without a doubt And in the end My laid back friend The Lord Will sort of Sort it out He said Man You sound like You just came From Sunday school I said I guess I did I learned it In Sunday school I learned it When I learned The golden rule I learned it In the Christmas show Playing the mixed up Husband's part I learned it Singing bass In the church's choir On How great thou art Sunday school Everybody sometime got the big odds fool Lazy, crazy, mellow, or uptight All children are precious in God's sight And I learned that in Sunday school Yes, I learned it in Sunday school I learned it when I learned the golden rule I learned it in the Christmas show Play in the mixed up husband's part I learned it singing bass in the church's choir on How great thou art Sunday school Everybody sometime got the big odds fool Red, yellow, black, mixed up or white Laissez-faire left wing or right Lazy, crazy, mellow or uptight All children are precious in God's sight And I learned that in Sunday school Another rousing bit by Andy and Terry Murray Obviously, Andy is the lyricist in there. He's the one who crafts together those great words. And I really do think, Andy, that you could be quite a rap person, uh, hip-hop, if you just cared to put your effort in that direction. Well, I'm actually I'm going to take this song and put together a, a nice hip-hop soundtrack and do it and do the song to that. So when I get that done, I'll send you a copy. 
I'll look forward to that one. You know, that song I also did use in that little musical that I spoke of earlier when I put that together, too. Although, being Quaker, we called it first day school, kind of being more purist. That's one thing I wanted to amplify on a little bit. The Church of the Brethren comes out of this pietist background, and I think, you know, Baptists and so on, uh, the piety included things like not dancing. So when I asked you way earlier, when I asked you about could you sing rock music or that kind of thing, how would that be looked on, it's partly I was thinking of Quaker influences also, Baptist influences like you can't dance or, you know, certain kinds of music were just not very acceptable. So was there a background like that with Church of the Brethren maybe 100, 200 years ago? Yes, indeed. And not even a hundred years ago, even even when I was a child, there were a lot of churches where dancing was frowned upon and certain kinds of music were frowned upon, but not in my family and, and not really in the congregation in which I grew up. Well, fortunately, we got the blessing of your music out of that. Do you have a website or any place where people can connect with you particularly? I do not. <laughs> I, I don't have a website. I'm on Facebook. I suppose people could look there, but I never tend to my Facebook page, so that's not a very good place to find me. Or maybe you should set up a MySpace page, because you could put a few of your songs up there. At least people could grab a couple of them that way. If you need some coaching, I'll help you with that, too, again, Andy. Fine. I do need coaching. Thank you again. Wonderful music through the ages. I particularly think your music has been inspirational. I've used it periodically with my Spirit in Action program because I don't think people have put into song so well as you very often. The sensitivity of both religious, the values, the spiritual, you seem to wrap them up in a song very well together. So your music has really been a, a great source for me. So I want to thank you for the music, and I want to thank you for joining me for Song of the Soul today, Andy. And thank you. It's been a great pleasure. That was singer-songwriter Andy Murray, today's Song of the Soul guest. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy. Sing out a song of the soul